Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today, my guest is James Cullen Bresick. I had him on the show to talk about his latest film, Survive the Game, which stars Bruce Willis and Chad Michael Murray. Survive the Game will be available in select theaters, on Apple TV, and everywhere you rent movies on October 8th. will also be available on Blu-ray and DVD October 12th. Big thanks to Bookmans for sponsoring the show today, and thanks to Fort Worth for letting me use the song at the end. Hope you enjoy. Thanks. Good, good. How are you? Sorry about that. There's always that odd delay on Zoom calls where you can see the person's face, but then the audio, for whatever reason, takes a second to kick in. Yeah, I feel like it's it's like, you know, the the uh, the Verizon commercials where it's like, can you hear me now? But it's like, can you? <laughs> like we can see each other, but nothing can happen. And it's, you know, been doing this for a year and a half now, and I still haven't figured out how to make it comfortable and normal so no for sure i i also just randomly <clears throat> i started using zoom now more on my computer before that i was doing it on my phone because it okay. worked better on my phone but it's now started to work better on my computer so uh, god only to- knows man so, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time out of your morning to do this man i really appreciate it oh dude thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me thank you for watching the film and 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 and, and caring to talk with me man I, I well really this, this is a uh I, i've been watching your films for a couple of years now. Um, and it's hard to keep up with you because you're so damn <laughs> prolific. Like it seems like you have a movie coming out um, every two months or so. I mean, I know it's not quite that much, but like you're always have something coming out. And this is kind of a, a huge leap forward in, in a lot of ways. And the film itself feels, it, it's very modern looking. The aesthetics of it are very modern, the editing, all these things, but there's something about this film that feels like it's not of this time right now. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about this project and kind of the its sensibilities, if that makes I'm, sense. I'm so glad you said that because that seems to be a common theme, which means like it worked and a lot of people are, are getting that from seeing it, which which I love. Like this movie was like a throwback to like the action movies I loved of like the 80s and 90s. And I tried to make it like fun and 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 interesting in that way. So like you know, all the characters and stuff like hark back to characters from back then. They're dressed similarly. That makes you kind of faintly remember somebody from mm-hmm. back then. I had to, I tried to have all the characters talk like they're like from an Elmore Leonard, uh, you know, movie or, or book. Sure. I tried to have, like, you know, it's, it's, it's fast talking, silly talking. The movie's not really supposed to be taken seriously at all times. The way, the way I look at it is like, you know, when I read the script, I was like, Chad's character falls asleep and he wakes up in a literal action movie yeah falls on his front lawn like almost like think of it like you know like the last action hero like he wakes up in an actual action movie full of the cliches full of the silliness full of the -the over-the-topness and i think like you know we played into that hand and like like you said it it, you know we try to make it feel modern but still it's it's all a throwback to the movies that like made me love action um, and, and I tried to like have that from both the score and like the throwback soundtrack, like all of the music is like super throwbacky. Yeah. And I go through so many different genres. We have like rap and, and, you know, jazz and, and, and just, you know, there's, there's just like a lot of stuff from the sixties in there, seventies, uh, you know, fifties. And it mm-hmm. was just, uh, it was, it, it, I, I tried to make it as much fun as possible. Well, I think that you, <laughs> if it's not clear, by the end of the opening sequence when um there's that kind of showdown between the interplay between these two villains essentially the the bad guys 
um, if you're not picking up that this is not intended to be taken overly serious, like th- it felt like almost like something not the same, but it, it could have fit in with Cobra in a way. That's Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, opening. yeah, I love that movie. Okay, exactly. like in, yeah. in the opening <laughs> of the grocery store. But yeah. then you, you do something that I love, which is you actually took care with your credit sequence. And I'm always shocked by how many films just kind of throw some titles out there, but it, you actually put together a proper uh, credit sequence, which I loved. And it, and it really just does tell you exactly what you're going to be in for, for the whole Oh, th- th- thank you. I, you know, I fought really hard to get that song too, which I was blessed that Cleopatra gave me the song for the opening titles, which I think really sets up like the vibe of the movie too. Yeah. Um, and then the opening credit sequence was, uh, was done, uh, you know, beautifully, uh, I, I think. And, and I'm, I'm very grateful um, for that. Uh, the, my friend Thomas actually made the, the opening titles. Um, and uh, it's, I, I just, I, I think like opening title sequences are kind of like a lost art. Uh, you know, I used to love them. Like, you know, you, if you look at all the stuff, like all, all the Hitchcock movies, like, you know, yeah, the Saul Bass you know, stuff, yeah, the Saul yeah. Bass stuff, like, come on, like, you know, as a film fan, I was like, you know, you gotta have like cool title sequences. Like, you know, it's either like have a cool title sequence or no title sequence. That's the way <laughs> I look at it. So like, you know, I, I have another movie that's coming out soon. It has no opening title sequence. And so it's okay that it doesn't, it's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, but I, it's not just, a couple words thrown on a screen and you forget about it kind of thing. It, it need where it feels like, Oh yeah, this is the obligatory part where we have to satisfy the union. So we're saying these couple things right here. Um, it, it, it feels like it's something that's often missed as a chance to drive the narrative forward. That's, yeah, that's kind of. For sure. I tried to use it really to, <clears throat> to set the tone and, and make it seem like, you know, the, the fun, silly nature of the movie. And like, you know, mind you, when I say it's fun and silly, like, it doesn't mean that the movie's not tense. It doesn't mean that like there's not insane action or anything. It's just, like people don't like this is movie is nonstop action. You know, there's car explosions, people jumping off of buildings. Like it's it's crazy. But like think of it in the way like you said, like Cobra, where it's like you don't take it too seriously. You're just like tune in, drop out, have fun. Yeah, it's not. It's there's this weird balance. It's really difficult to strike where you're not winking at the audience. Um, but it's, so it's not like meta self-referential, but it's also not taking itself seriously. Um, you could look at a lot of those films. You could look at certain moments in this film and you could feel like, oh, this is going to be taking itself very seriously. But if you go back to another Bruce Willis film, um, um, the last boy scout, I almost said a last action hero for a second, but something like that, it has the feeling of a very serious film. Um, at times with, you know, dealing with alcoholism, these things, these sort of subject matters that are touched upon. But at the end of the day, th- that's not what the movie is trying to make a comment on. It's trying to be something totally different about that. And I feel like your film really does fit in with that. And this is, yeah, it's it's a blockbuster movie from 1989, which is pretty great <laughs> to me. Well, thank you, man. I was trying to hit that, like, that Joel Silver style, you know, that, that yeah. and, you know, like, just like the, you turn a corner, suddenly there's a bad guy, you do this, and like, and, you know, we, we added in, like, a lot of comedy, like, I love, like, the beat where the guy's, like, uh, uh, you know, they're about to go into the bar, and, and she's like, where's your gun? He's like, I didn't bring one. They're like, can somebody give this guy a gun? He's like, no, this is my gun. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was fun, and, you know, a lot of that came from, like, you know, when we got Bruce, I was like, you know, Bruce does so well with comedy bruce is just he's funny and he loves to laugh uh and so like you know i think like allowing bruce to have fun like a lot of the stuff he's saying when he's tied to that chair and he's like talking shit to the bad guys he was just he was just riffing like he was making that stuff up and it was just it was just really funny like the like where he's like uh you know um 
uh, I got shot today and I'm tied up and you still hit like a bitch. Like that was Bruce. Bruce made that up. Like yeah. that, was, that, Bruce, that was not in the script. Bruce was just like, Hey, this is uh, this is what I'm saying. And I was like, dude, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Is that, that has to be uh, fairly intimidating to direct Bruce Willis, a guy who's been on one of the few people who's been on more movie sets than you. So um, how, you know, how did, how is it working with him? Here's the weirdest thing about it. Like it's intimidating. Like, after the fact like for me like i'm the type of person that like i just like get through the day like i do it and like so i wasn't nervous before i wasn't nervous during and this is like i watched sin city like over a hundred times like that was like that was my movie as a kid that and kill bill volume one were like the two movies Mm. that i watched religiously as a kid um but so i i like but it didn't like register to me until after like i'm calling like cut on like the last shot and i'm like holy shit, that's Bruce Willis. Like, I've been watching with Bruce Willis. Like, I feel like my mind, like, blocked it out the, the whole time. And then I was like, damn, it's like, that's Bruce. <laughs> it's know? probably for the best that you didn't um, absorb that at the time. It's kind of like when you injure yourself and your body says, nope, we can't deal with this level of pain right now. We're going to move on. And sometimes your mind is doing things in the background that help you out and i think if you probably were aware of it it may not <laughs> yeah it's like it's like when you have an injury exactly and you block it out like you know the the it was funny though because i worked with bruce bruce again the second time on the fortress which was shot right after and you uh, kind of got the whole the whole band back together it's not yeah, just bruce yeah. you got like everybody yeah, chad and everything mm-hmm. i was i was very excited about that and uh and the thing with bruce is like you know the second time i, I was fully aware this was bruce but i'd already worked with him before and had a relationship so um the second time I was like, you know, hey, so Bruce, do you, do you have any stories from Sin City? Do you have any stories from <laughs> like, you know, this and like. You, you could do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he thought it was very funny that like I was fixated, like of all the movies that he'd been in, he thought it was very funny that Sin City was like the one that I was like fixating on. Because it's not like, you know, the Bruce Willis movie. Like it's like yeah. he's in it and he's good in it, but it's not like Bruce Willis's Sin City. You know what I mean? And I just was like very fixated on that. And he was like, you know, very much like, you know, what about 12 Monkeys? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, wait, hold on, Sin City, Sin City. See, that, I think 12 <laughs> Monkeys would be the one I would be oh, yeah, fixated for sure. on. Like, a little bit Terry older Gilliam. than you. Yeah. So Terry Gilliam was the, yeah. uh, that was my guy growing up. That, I mean, Brazil and <laughs> Time Bandits. Have you seen I'm every sorry? Cut of, have you seen every cut of Brazil? I have, yeah. The, I have yeah, the I, Criterion set with yeah, all same. the, what is it? The Love, the Love Conquers, Conquers All. Over, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what is your preferred version of it just oh, the director's cut the director's yeah. cut yeah yeah for sure, for sure. yeah for yeah. sure <laughs> but then again that would also be i guess i would have a similar thing if i ever met robert de niro that would be the film i would ask him about so that I would, I would ask him if you couldn't tell by by survive the game i would ask him about taxi driver well yeah i kind of <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that was literally in my notes to ask you about that because i mean it, it's, it's right there so yeah I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's probably like it's i maybe three or four times i've done that as a halloween costume simply because it's i i shave my head all the time so it's it's something yeah. it's like oh just do that get the jacket you're good it, do, it does the work for you at that point so can you talk a little bit about that being that referential without well, so, <laughs> having I mean, fun with it though i was having fun with it like every every character is referential like you look at like you know simon's character who plays english i dressed him like he was from a guy Ritchie movie like like everybody was like you know the, the action movies that like you know lock stock all these things you know uh, uh taxi driver all the things that i was like dude this was dope when i was younger like you know, that's, that's, you know, if, if you look at, um, Michael's character, uh, Michael Ciro's character, of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Frank, 
he's I, I dressed him up like he's he's um uh, uh Viggo Mortensen in Eastern Promises um oh wow yeah I wouldn't have caught that okay yeah, yeah so yeah, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. is like yeah. little like but like I do my version of it I don't do like a ripoff I do like like inspired by or like you know another one that like uh you know Cal um uh Sven Temmel's uh thing he, his character was inspired by Jason Patrick and Narc um okay yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah. the yeah. beanie in the beginning and right. all that the, the, even the, the facial hair everything yeah yeah absolutely. yeah yeah so so a lot of stuff was inspired like when i say like an action movie dropped on the front lawn like i feel like that was part of the world i was creating it's like you know stuff that kind of makes people go like huh is that like this it reminds me of something but what is it and like if you think like that every character is kind of like a throwback to something so if everybody starts to <laughs> look at that like you can kind of figure out like oh shit that person was supposed to be the version of this you know because everybody in that is a version of something oh that's interesting that's definitely something i would like to it's kind of the <laughs> i guess it's where's waldo where every character is waldo but you're trying to figure yeah. out what the striped shirt is so for sure i mean i think we could kind of figure out that that zach was like a biker version of mickey they were biker versions of mickey and mallory zach and kate from uh, uh, from Natural Born Killers. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was thinking that or the opening of Pulp Fiction was it um, Honey Bunny? And, oh, see, uh, they do they do so they do that. Like I did actually kept telling them like I wanted them to and I'll execute every last one. Of my yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to get for sure, but the look was was the the biker version of like the tatted up biker version of that. Yes, and, uh, you know it was fun because. I, I, Zach Ward, I've worked with many times, and same with Sean Kanan, who who played Ed. Uh, both of them are, are friends of mine, and so uh, both. Zach of them, Ward's great, by the way. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, he's he's phenomenal in the movie, and uh, you know, I, uh, I I I I tatted him up very similar to me. Like his his tattoos matched mine, which he thought was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then uh, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, I, I had him, he's known as a redhead. I had him bleach his hair, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is a great look for him, uh, to be honest. It looked great. And then um, what it came it makes to him almost look, unrecognizable, honestly. That's what I love. He's such a chameleon. He can play so many different roles. And I, I like to always kind of move him. Like he's my secret weapon. I move him around into like all these different roles. He's played so many different characters for me. Um, you know, he was, he had black hair in Beyond the Law. He played Steven Seagal's son in Beyond the Law. Um, uh, and then, uh, and then in uh, for for Sean Cannon, uh, you know, being like, listen, man, you're going to be the Robert De Niro. You're going to be the Robert De Niro, like convincing him to shave his head into a mohawk because he like definitely didn't want to. But he went along with it when I was like, you're going to be Robert De Niro. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I just kept sending him memes of Robert De Niro over and over again until he said yes. So how long did you shoot this for? Because it's something that it, it this I have a feeling this film is punching above its weight class because I think it looks probably more than it actually costs. Cause this looks like one of those, you know, mid budget action movies from the nineties. It has that like 20, $30 million look to it, but I have a feeling it probably wasn't quite that. Is this something that. It's definitely was... punching above its weight class, but I'm not allowed to say okay, how far enough. above its weight class, Okay, but, it's, right. uh, but I, I very much appreciate like, this is a low budget film. We, a lot of hard, work and uh, heart and soul went into it. Um, you know, I'm very grateful and blessed for the the amazing, um, you know, sorry, my cat has decided to join. Um, uh, 
I'm very blessed and grateful for the amazing crew and cast and, and the hard work that they put into. It was a very tight schedule. Um, and, and, you know, we, we shot in the middle of COVID, which had its own, you know, difficulties and restrictions that we had to deal with. And, and I think that, uh, you know, uh, we're very lucky that we got something that looks uh, as great as it does. And, uh, you know, a lot of that is credit to our ability to shoot the movie in Puerto Rico. We shot it in Puerto Rico and it, it looks you know, the, the locations we got look really awesome over there. Yeah, it's uh, everything in here. I mean, it just, the movie looks fantastic. It feels great. And this is something that I had a lot of fun with. Um, it's one of those things where it's a movie I didn't know that I needed, but I'm really glad I got to see it because it was exactly the release and sort of reprieve from day to day that I needed right now. And it was a lot of fun. So congratulations. Oh, this is a good one, man. Thank you so much. You're so kind. I, I can't wait for people to see it. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun too. And I hope people have as much fun with it as you did. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because, uh, you know, as long as people get it and they're not taking it too seriously, they're going to have a lot of fun. If they're like, Oh wait, why are people being silly? Like, like it was this, supposed you, to be if you're laughing in one of my movies, it's because you're supposed to laugh. <laughs> you, you, I, I, you do a great job of telegraphing the, <laughs> this to the audience. I don't think anybody, okay. I, somebody probably but most most audiences will watch this and they'll get it i, I think that you tell that you do a good job of not hiding the, the motives of this film so well, thank you so much i'm very excited about it awesome well thank you for taking the time uh james hopefully get to talk to you again soon yeah definitely anytime hey when we're doing the press tour for fortress uh, oh i hope so man yeah i i mean because i if this is half as much fun fortress as survive the game was then i'm i'm all on board so. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Cool. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.
Wisecrack.